from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we do what? We count down the top 10 things that made us go wow. Yes, we do. And here we are with Tom Campbell, our Chief Creative Officer at World of Wonder, James St. James, Editor of the Wire Award, and moi, Fenton Bailey, Co-Founder of World of Wonder. By the way, you can watch the Wire Report for Radio Andy on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents Plus, with extra content, lots of mistakes, all the stuff we cut out because we were just blabbing on and on and on. Um, all right. Number 10, Tom. Number 10. I was gone last week, so I have to ask, and I didn't listen to the show I usually do, have you guys been talking about Succession, the fourth season? Yes. Excellent. So we will talk about episode two in in depth, but I want to just talk about my general feelings, which is I may be looking forward to this too much. I may be in breakup mode where I'm trying to pretend I don't care, you know, because I know they're leaving, so I just kind of get cold. It, when I'm while I'm watching it, I think, well, this isn't as good as other seasons. And then they clobber me with like a final scene that's so good. And then I find when I talk about it with friends or read about it on blogs, I'm obsessed with every detail once again. So I'm fully into succession. I'm just explaining how why I'm single with cats. I guess that was what that part was about. But that's interesting because. Last week, we were gushing about it. We were just talking about how it's the best show ever to be on television and every single person and Roman and everyone. It's just fantastic, blah, 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 blah. But then as I was watching episode two, I was thinking, gosh, this season is getting off to a slow start. It it seems like it's everything that we've done before and it's the same old, same old, you know, arguing over 8 billion versus 9 billion. It just... So I, you were you are agreeing with me maybe that it is a little slow. Is it going to get better as the season goes on? But both things are true, right? Because it is a little repetitive, but I love these characters. And like week number one, when Tom and Shiv were talking about their relationship, I, at the end of this, when they were in the apartment together, I thought that just blew my mind. And it was just so like how some people deal with relationships and some people she's like, do you want to talk about this? And she's like, no, not really. I'm not really that person to go well, over. Remind me what happened on episode two, because I'm still um, uh, still stuck on the Burberry bag from episode one. Episode two, the kids find out that Pierce, am I, am I confusing episodes now? Oh, no, no. This episode two is the one where it's, it's the, uh, it Tom, is. Can I just say, can I just say, you are speaking to someone who watched, thought he was watching the season premiere of episode, uh, season premiere of, of season four, <laughs> and actually watched the entire premiere episode of season two, had no idea he was watching the wrong <laughs> And didn't even think, um, I've seen this before. It, it was like, so. It, it's a sign of our age or the sign of our viewing habits or both, that when you binge things, everything kind of goes one, in one ear or the other, but the feelings remain. But this was the oldest brother's rehearsal party and and the kids are far away and then they're they're trying now this this is to block the merger of gojo and tell whatever it's called this is the one where they went to the karaoke and all that yes yes and they had that they finally confronted their dad their dad confronted them there was the amazing scene of the my most favorite favorite character because she's relatively new which is um, the old guy's, Harry? the old guy's secretary. Yes, the, with Love the her. and her and her anchor audition. Yeah, was passed around <laughs> as a joke, and they just railed her. It was so good. It was so good. Anyway, and also, get- it's spoiler alert. This the ending of it was um, uh, Roman uh, is switching sides and going with the dad. Right? Isn't yes. that yes. The, that was the big reveal? Yes. Yes. And, and I do the, think that Roman is the one who will come out on top of, of in all of this. I, I really oh, that's do. interesting. It's fun to think about. I um I, I just I does make me feel because I'm gonna talk later about I've been watching 1930s movies, which was during the depression, mm-hmm. making fun of rich people. And I do think that this show makes you happy that you have the life you have and that you're not them and that who wants to be a billionaire. 
Well, that that is because the other thing we talked about last week when you were not here was billionaire borkor as a um is is a style is is the overwhelming style of the 2020s where it's just the most boring outfits is that's the sign of wealth now stealth wealth. Yes. David Geffen's been doing that for 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 decades. Uh, Nothing yeah. about this show will ever make me not want to be a billionaire. I said it. It's true. <laughs> All the horrible, horrible behavior just gets him his fence and all worked up into a lather. <laughs> and I love that it's never too late. It's never too late. Keep going, baby. <laughs> all right. That is Succession streaming on HBO Max. It's the last season. And so someone's got to get the uh, win the prize, right? Win the crown. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, James, number nine. Number nine. There were a lot of big, big, big news stories this week that we need to talk about. Uh, The biggest story of all, the one that everyone is talking about online, is uh, the Barbie trailer drops. And uh, people are going bananas for it. I don't know if you guys watched it. It, you know, stars, um, it's Greta Gerwig directed, Margot Robbie is Barbie, Ryan Gosling is Ken. Um, and these people have never made a bad movie. None of them have ever made a bad movie. Um, this looks like an instant camp classic in the in the tradition of the Brady Bunch movies, in the tradition of Romy and Michelle, in the tradition of Barb and Marge go to Vista Del Mar. Um, uh, when Ryan was asked why he took the role, he said it was the best script he's ever been given. Um have you all seen it? The, the, there's these co- the colors, the neon yellows and neon greens and neon pinks. Did you see it? I've been watching a lot of black and white lately, but it was so hyped up when I finally pushed play at the end of the day. I thought it looked a little bit like cheap green screen. Oh, no. It's a $100 billion movie. All um, that stuff is real. They crazy. really did those sets. I love their marketing's brilliant. Everybody yeah. and their mother has put their meme in the Barbie circle. There's that thing where you can put your picture yeah, into yeah. like Barbie. This Barbie is a social media influencer. This Barbie is a whore. This Barbie is yes. oh, where is yours? Talk about that in a second too, because there was a really funny one. I'm going to talk about it in the next segment. Okay. Um, but um, I also wanted. To, I'm very excited for it. I think it looks really great. I, I don't want to yuck your yum. I don't want to yuck your yum, James. That's the, not, that's the, not why the I'm here. The first scene where you, the first thing of the the um, trailer where you see her step out of her uh, high heels and the shoe is her foot is still the high heel shape it, that cracked me up. I thought that was genius. There was another trailer that dropped this week that I want to mention very quickly. Um, DC superhero movie, The Blue Beetle. Um, and I don't know if you saw this one. It uh, the Blue Beetle is a Mexican American teenager in the comic books, and um, he uh, finds a scarab in the desert, and it's a- actually alien technology, and it-, it attaches to his face and gives him superpowers, and talks to him, and it has a back and forth. So it's essentially like Venom. It's essentially like Marvel's Venom a little bit. Um, uh, but the kid who plays um, the Blue Beetle, Jamie Reese or Jaime Reese, I can't remember, um, is named Zolo Maridueña. Mariduena is his name. He's just absolutely adorable. He's a star in the making. I really, I, I'm excited for this one, but I am also interested to see how DC will fuck it up because DC inevitably fucks up their theatrical releases. There, I said it, Fenton. You can have your chuckle. You can have your, you can raise your fist in the air. I am admitting it. DC will fuck this up inevitably, but the, the trailer looks cute. Oh, that's excellent. Um, um, so the, that's it for you, is it, on the news stories of the week? No, 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 no. We, we've got some others. But that okay. but the biggest news story of the week wasn't Trump. It wasn't. It was the biggest news story of the week was the Barbie trailer, in, in, as far as I'm concerned. Got it. All right. Uh, more to come on the WOW Report. Number eight. Number eight. Occasionally, you come across a word that is so amazing. You've never heard the word before. And so you have a word of the week. And then I was thinking, I say, no, let's call this segment Word of Wonder. Oh, okay. Word of Wonder. I see what you're doing uh, there, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, um, yeah. This week's Word of Wonder 
comes from Sally Randall James. I love her Facebook page. You know, after being queen of the nightlife, she became uh, an air stewardess, air hostess. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And but she posts really interesting things on her Facebook page. I'll have to check her out. I love yes. Sally. And word of the week, thanks to Sally Randall, is petrichor. P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R. Water itself is odorless, but rain, particularly after a dry spell, produces a pleasant, earthy scent known as petrichor. Did you know that? I thought you were going to ask us because I knew what it was before you even asked. I thought this was going to be a... Oh, my gosh. To wow you. I've effed it up. Totally. I totally. I think James is lying and he didn't know the definition. I think he's. No, I did. I did. I say it all the time. I walk out and I say, it's Petrichor today. Complete lie. Complete lie. No, there's not a day that passes that I don't (laughs) mention how Petrichor LA is. I thought it was appropriate, James, given the uh, enormous amount of rain LA has received lately. I, I thought, yes, you must have been olfactory. Having an old factory orgy of petrol. Well, of course, I haven't smelled anything since 1988. So, <laughs> well, that's um, true. I, well, you know the old expression: April showers bring May petrichor. <laughs> <laughs> the word is a combination of two Greek words: petros, meaning stone, and ichor, which refers to the mythological golden fluid that fills the veins of the Greek gods. Ooh. Who knew? Did okay. you know that? And here's the other thing. Um, so when the water, because it doesn't smell, hits rock or soil, microorganisms called anictobacteria release an organic compound called what, James? Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Sounds breaking up. <laughs> they release an organic compound called what, James? Um, uh, um, Geosmin. I thought you'd know this. Geosmin. Geosmin. Oh, okay. And that is where we get the smell of petrichor. And here's the, it just gets fascinating because <laughs> I know I've got you. Humans are better at sniffing out this compound than sharks are at smelling blood in the water. Huh. You're actually introducing two words, which makes this words of wonder, which I'm fine mm-hmm. with. I just want to make sure as we're branding this. Wait, what really did you say was the metal that uh, was the, the liquid in the god's blood? What was that? It's a mythological golden fluid. Yeah, called what? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't say. No, it's E-core. 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 a second ago. Ecor. Ecor. I see. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, you knew that. Of course. Yes. Yes. No, but no, I, no, I didn't know that. No, 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 no. I, I don't know everything about everything. <laughs> As much as I would like to pretend. I just Well, okay, let me ask you another question. Is there a perfume? Can you buy a perfume called Petrichor? Oh, well, I'm sure Joe Malone uh, will mix it up for you if you want. Or Britney Spears might have a new one coming out. Well, at Demeter have a Petrichor fragrance. And um, this comes from the episode of Doctor Who, where the doctor flies into the future and stumbles across a giant advertisement for a new perfume with Amy Pond as the face of the new fragrance. And the slogan is for the girl who is tired of waiting. So Demeter's Petrichor fragrance is marketed with the slogan that um, it allows you to travel through time and space to the refreshing smell of earth after rain, longing for a kiss that never came, not until you did. Isn't that just well, beautiful? beautiful? Speaking of Doctor Who, I want to give a shout out to Jinx Monsoon, yes, who yes. Um, is was cast as is the Doctor Who villain this coming up season. Very I exciting news. I, I'm blabbing all about Petrichor, and all you have to say is like, let's talk about Jinx Monsoon in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love it. I love it. Congratulations to Jinx. And um, yeah, only humans and the fruit fly have this peculiar sensitivity to the smell. Did you know that too? Isn't amazing? Amazing. I've learned Wait, something. Your dog Thank can't you. smell rain? No. Not like we can. Not like the fruit fly. We, we are just falling down a rabbit hole here on the wild report. I'm done. I'm done with it. Tune in to MTV tonight for the reunion episode of season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And mark your calendars for next Friday when a new queen will be crowned America's next drag superstar you can watch it of course on uh, mtv 
and uh, outside the USA on Wire Presents Plus. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Wire Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Tom and Blake. We're counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow. We've reached number seven. Number seven. Guys, I've been away for three months. I'm back in LA. I'm trying to be social. And uh, uh, my friend uh, Ethan invited me to a gallery that's open once a week, Sundays. And it's the Mr. Brainwash Museum. Does everyone know about this already? Am I the last to find out? I've been to many Mr. Brainwash parties over the year at different museum spaces and and art gallery spaces. He's he's, uh, sort of a Los Angeles legend, yes. Yes, and that movie, uh, Through the Gift Shop. Through the Gift Shop, yes. Features him. Well, you know, he's made so much money. His art is pop art made populous. He does mashups. It's like, you know, Renaissance paintings, and he'll put star, a series of Star Wars creatures in them. Um, he has fat Superman. He, it, it's, it's a museum where the Paley Center for Media used to be, right there at Beverly in Little Santa Monica. Um, and it only opens on Sunday. It's three stories. Already it was a weird museum space because, you know, they, you went there to watch videos um, in the past. That's closed. That's over. And on the roof, he has like a re- reproduction of the roof of the Hockney Pools. It It is the most amazing photo op in the world. And and it's also, you can pose in like recreated Vincent van Gogh photos that are 3D and you can jump on them. So it's just this idea that museums have been the same for so long. They're a little stuffy. I've always had trouble with like getting close to the little placket that explains it and then going far away to look at it, people are in between you. This was so much fun. I went not knowing what it was. I went with my hands kind of in my pocket. And then I thought about my nephew, Brady, who's during a turn nine in June. I thought like, oh, I want to show him all of this. So I started taking pictures thinking he needs to see, he would love all of this. Fenton, they say something. Well, no, it's the perfect pivot. It's like, it's like the museum of ice cream. Um, you know, turned into the uh, Mr. Brainwash's aesthetic. And his aesthetic is so genius because he just takes Warhol, he just takes Banksy, graffiti, and puts it all in an Instagram. I mean, it is, it is unbelievably brilliant. And I've always thought he was unbelievably brilliant. And Tom, I believe you've been in the office a couple of times when he used to come in wanting yes. us to, to make films. He's he's very eccentric Frenchman who loves to talk and talk and talk and talk and he would make videos until i think the backstory is he made all these videos sent them to banksy and banksy said this is terrible i'll make a film about you and that is how the documentary exit through the gift shop supposedly was created i say but if you recall recall um there was a long period where people thought that mr brainwash was banksy that that i still believe he might be you know he he (laughs) might be um I also want to mention too that Theron is very good friends with him, and I, that's how I've gone to different parties and things. So I thought maybe you had gone with Theron to the the gallery. No, I went with Ethan uh, Peterson, and but we got there, and then we realized he was there. So he, it's like Sunday. You you it's like twenty bucks. I think Blake, you said you were you have tickets coming up. We're going on April thirtieth. I, I went with zero expectation. I, I hope I'm not hyping it too much, and it's full of kids. And, you know, normally I don't want to be in a room with kids, but everyone's just in love. And <laughs> it, it's all the stuff you're saying, Fenton, in terms of Warhol and pop. But he also melds Renaissance painting, Impressionist painting. And I, I sound silly. This this is how I learned pop culture. You know how RuPaul says, I learned everything from TV, me too. But we had this board game called Masterpiece growing up. I you, loved Masterpiece. Oh, God, that was my favorite game ever. Yes. And it took classic, it was postcards of classic paintings, Chagall, you know, Rembrandt, you know, very identifiable artists. And you would play a game where you would clip onto the back what they were worth. And some were forgeries, some were imposters. It kind of turned into a game of fish. But you were, ex- I was exposed as a very young child in New Hampshire where there were no museums I went to, fine art. And, and, you know, when I went to Harvard and did the fine arts course, it was kind of the same thing. You're just memorizing, watching, learning, you know. So I think any exposure for my young my young nephew or anybody to art is wonderful. And why shouldn't it be mashed up like music? 
You know, why should and it be anything mixed? to get the kids interested? Yes. That space is where I first saw like Christina's world and like, uh, you yeah. know, Guernica and all that. So, oh my God, all of that. I need to go and find a copy on eBay because that was really a fun game. If you get it, let's play. Yes. And, and James, do you want to go with me to the Mr. Braymore's Museum of Art? Yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. You'll, you'll enjoy uh, it. Find out where to get tickets to Mr. Brainwash's Art Museum on the Wow Report. Number six, James. Number six. I want to sort of bring it back down again for a second because something happened this week that was really disturbing to me. Um, it was very upsetting. Uh, the 60 Minutes interview with Marjorie Taylor Greene that Leslie Stahl conducted. Um, so many problems with it. First of all, why is 60 Minutes giving her oxygen? She's a kook. She's a QAnon conspiracy nut. She's a terrible, terrible person. She's the worst of the worst of the Republican Party. And she's only getting more and more power. Um, and every time you do these interviews with her, you give her a platform. Why were they giving her this platform? And then second of all, so Leslie Stahl, who is... You know, I, I love Leslie Stahl. She's a very chic, older woman. She's she's what I want to look like. She's who I imagine I look like in my head. Um, but she gave her this softball interview with absolutely no pushback. It was so disappointing when at one point Marjorie Taylor Greene says with all with a straight face that every single Democrat is a pedophile. All Leslie Stahl did was say, wow. Like, there is no, like, challenging of anything. And you have to believe that there was some behind-the-scenes uh, deal-making to get the interview because Marjorie Taylor Greene was promoting it all week. She knew that she came off well. If she had come off well, she would not be – she'd be bitching about it. And she wasn't – she was talking about this one – you know, the interview she did on 60 Minutes, blah, blah, blah. I just – you know, I, I I think that the problem is, and I hate to be ageist, but Leslie Stahl is 81 years old, you know, and they might have needed a younger, more hungry reporter to go after Marjorie. Um, I did see there was a couple things on Twitter. Um, Leslie Stahl was tougher on Marcel Deschel with shoes on than she was with Marjorie Taylor Greene because she was in, you know, the, the Marcel movie. Um, another one said, Leslie Stahl never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, there is a whole, what do you think? There's a whole news department. That's what's scary. It's like, okay, she's an older reporter. There's CBS News. There's the 60 Minute Producers. And they let that go on 60 minutes of all institutions that is famous for taking people on and presenting the facts. It's, but Leslie Stahl has, has gone soft, has done softball before. She's did it with Trump, actually. Notably. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also, you know, then right after it, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, doubles down on Twitter and says, I'll say it again. Democrats are the party of pedophiles and shows a picture of Biden leaning in to talk to a child. It's so offensive it's, it's bizarre. I, I, it is I, it is bizarre and it, it, it makes you and this is sort of a separate tangent here but it makes you think are republicans do they really believe that every democrat is a pedophile or no. is it just one of those things that they do to trigger the libs and and trigger the snowflakes and they say it to piss us off it, it, it's it's like they play it like it's some kind of like football game and they just want to like put down the other team it, it doesn't really matter at what cost it's just or where. Trash talk is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like wrestling. It's like pro wrestling. That's what they're doing. But but there are enough kooks out there who latch onto it and really start believing yeah. it. You know, and then they write things and leave them in their car and go into schools and you know what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. there are there are very loose cannons out there that that kind of talk ignites. I absolutely believe that. There was a slightly satisfying video of her sort of getting in her car to go to the airport, I guess, and just a huge crowd jeering her and harassing her. Oh, you mean when of... she showed up in New York for... Mm, uh, you for know who. We're not going to say yeah, the name. That, that, was, that was nice, but it, it does seem like that the net... It would have been did... so great if a reporter had spent like half the day asking her polite questions and then half the day saying asking questions like she asks questions and saying things like she says things, give her a taste of her own medicine, but... I, I just I, I wish that she did. It, it sort of comes off as if Marjorie Taylor Greene had a good week, you know. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's profoundly disappointing. The good news is the ratings were down. It wasn't watched by very many people because most people are, are 
uh, more sensible and just avoid that stuff. Yeah. In the same way that Rachel Maddow uh, posts the uh, arraignment of a certain person, simply omitted and decided not to share the remarks of that person from when they got back home to Florida. So that's Thank kind you. of the way to go, right? All right, let's move on. Number five. Number five. I want to, this relates to Mr. Brainwash, actually. Uh, Damien Hurst, I'm a big fan, love his work. He has a new spin on spin art. About, what, 20 years ago, he started doing spin art paintings. Damien Hurst didn't invent spin art. Um, you know, where you put the paint and you spin the canvas around, it goes, psh, psh, psh. Um, it was a sort of 60s, 70s thing. Anyway, he's got this new edition. I mean, it's, it's so genius. It's just, he's got this new edition of spin art prints that he's doing. And you can customize the spin art that he does for you. So, it, <laughs> because they're using generative and machine learning algorithms. Um uh-huh. <laughs> I know this is going to get you into a lot of James. So to, first of all, to create the network titles, to create the artwork titles, they have a modern transformer neural network model trained on data curated from a dependency parser that interprets objects and forms description pairs derived from a large textual input set. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so that's how you name your painting. Uh, the color names themselves were generated using machine learning. So we have names like, Himalayan waters, interdimensional cloud, tangerine pine. <laughs> and then when you order your print, you can choose from 25 different artwork styles. So there'll be eclipse or there will be vortex. I mean, they just go, there's 25 and you pick, and then you can add a blur function. And then, then once that's done and you've chosen the colors and you've uh, the generated artworks are upscaled to a resolution of 16K using a machine learning algorithm fine-tuned on a historical catalog of 2,000 of Damien Hurst's spin art paintings. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can order it round or square and in three different sizes. The big round one will cost you $6,000. But the best bit is, having done all this work, having customized your spin art painting, Damien Hurst signs it. So you create it, he signs it. It's just, it's sort of a mind-boggling concept that I sort of love, sort of hate. What do you, I think James what? has something to say about this. It is, it is, it's essentially AI-created NFTs is what you're telling me that Damien Hurst then signs. So yeah. you've taken the two big trends of last year and this year. You've, yeah. you've, you've sucked every bit of creativity out of art, and then you're making 6000 to $10,000 by having him sign his name to it, correct? Yeah, so you get a you've Damien gotten Hurst three of them. You've gotten one for each child for Christmas so far. I know you hate me, James, but no, I'm not getting one. You can order a tiny one. It's about $1,000 or a tiny one, but it's about the size of a dinner plate. I expect the signature <laughs> will be staying on it, you know. This is just, it, you know, he is such a huckster. He really, you know, when he's That's brilliant, he's brilliant. But when he's, when he's in huckster mode, there is nobody more shameless than Damien Hurst. But I think at, at the Mr. Brainwash's Art Museum should have a giant spin art thing that you can put your children in covered in paint, spin it around and, and create a painting that Mr. Brainwash then signs or something. What if you brought your AI-generated children to the Mr. Brainwash? <laughs> I don't know. It's all possible. As long as I'm making yeah. money. I know. Okay. I mean, it's sort of fantastic bullshit and I think kind of alchemical genius, you know, like turning stuff into gold literally i guess really well who, how many people are are going to be making money off of ai as opposed to how many people are going to be losing their livelihood due to ai and i think right. that right now we are in the making money but i think the ai is about to destroy the world well i just met the new ai uh, wow report editor and just a doll yeah just a tell doll. i you know i have wanted to mention that we should be doing chat gp or chat gpt for the wow report but i'm afraid of trey's response for that <laughs> <laughs> fighting words 
Drag performers in the LGBTQ plus community are facing threats across the country. And that's why World of Wonder, RuPaul's Drag Race and MTV are proud to donate to the Drag Defense Fund to support the ACLU's work to fight for the protection of LGBTQ plus rights. Learn more and donate at aclu.org slash drag defense. Did All right. you see today that um, uh, it was just passed in the Texas uh, Senate, mm. I believe, that just wearing makeup outside of a club is considered drag and therefore illegal. That's what's happening in Texas right now. And I've, if you saw in um, uh, Tennessee today, there was a big march on the state capitol and uh tens of thousands of teenagers and young people were there screaming and shouting for their rights. So it's, it's a drag march of- for Sunday in West Hollywood. There's a drag march at 10 a.m. Good, good. I mean, stay engaged, stay yeah. involved because it's it's scary out there. Yeah, absolutely. Change is coming. No question. Hopefully. Uh, Blake, do you have a question? I do. Um, what Bravo celebrity used to work at World of Wonder? Ooh. We'll have the answer for you right after the break here on the Wow Report. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Tom and Blake. Um, that was an interesting question, Blake. Yeah, I asked what Bravo celebrity used to work at World of Wonder. Well, it wasn't when Lisa Rinna was the receptionist. I don't I, that. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. Exploding period. that. Stephanie Frank our courier for a while. Didn't she complain a lot but deliver packages? Am I wrong? Yeah, back in the early days when she yeah, wasn't yeah. a billionaire businesswoman. Uh, now it's Summer House's hunky Carl Radke used to work at World of Wonder, and now he's like on Summer House and super tall and. Super gorgeous, and what did he do at Wow? Do you remember? I don't really remember. I just remember there being a really hot, hunky guy and being like, "Who is that?" And then huh. they Wait. were like Carl Radke. And then, like year a year or two later, I was watching Summer House, and I was like, "I know that name," and it was him. Oh, I thought damn. I was a hunky guy at Wow. What happened? I didn't realize there was competition. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd stop eating if I'd known. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Marvelous. Uh, we counted down top 10 things in minutes. Go, wow, we've reached number four. Tom. Number four. If I seem a little extra dizzy than I normally feel dizzy, it's because I've been celebrating the 100th anniversary of Warner Brothers. April 4th, 1923, Harry, Albert, Sam, and Jack Warner started Warner Brothers. What does that mean? On Turner Classic Movies, where I spent a lot of time anyway, they are showing, it would seem almost in order of release, um, the movies. This week, Sunday, starting Sunday, this week has been mostly pre-code, pre-haze code, you know, the movie code where everything got cleaned up starting like in 34, 35, black and white Warner Brothers dramas. And I want to tell you that I remember each one. They all blend together. No, 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 not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but like it is, you know, before television, people went and saw movies. So if something was a hit with Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper, they made three, you know, and, and, and George Rath and all these names that hasn't necessarily aged as well, just in terms of, you know, they were usurped by, um, were so important. Joan Blondell, you know, just one after another. James, wait, wait, we were talking about before, before you say that, go on to say that because in that mode, I want to say that I they, they've been doing this K Francis marathon, yes. and K Francis is one of those people that nobody remembers. And I heard all my life about how stylish she was and yes. how in how important she was as a star in the 1930s. But I can't get her to save my life. I cannot find an entrance into K Francis movie. They're terrible. But anyway, so what were some of the movies that you watched? No, it's just, it's it's more the whole overall. I mean, you talked about Three on a Match. Oh, is probably God, it was so good. One. It's a young Betty Davis. She has like lower billing. And Joan Blondell and Dvorak, Humphrey Bogart. And, and Dvorak becomes a coke addict. And it's just... 
she is lying in bed in a dirty slip looking like Courtney Love in the 90s, sniffing up a storm, and Humphrey Bogart comes in and slaps her and is making fun of her for being a cokehead. It is everything I want in a 2023 movie that was 100 years ago. It's just incredible. It feels like they should all be remade. The, the, the distinction I'm told is that every, you know, obviously this was right at the cusp when everything yeah. was revolutionizing, when we went from silent movies to talking movies, and they literally didn't have enough stars to like, you know, fill the parts. So everybody from Broadway came out. And so a lot of people, if they could just speak, if they looked well, the Hollywood aesthetic hadn't been fully centered yet. You know, what was beautiful? Every movie, there's all these uh, gold diggers of 33 with a young Ginger Rogers. Um, but it's... But yeah, it's uh, 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 yeah, the people who made it into these movies, they had that sort of mid- mid-Atlantic mid accent. Yes. Like, ah, yes. But I do want to say that um, I watched uh, mm-hmm. Babyface to Barbara Stanwyck, where she is... I watched whore, it last night. Whore climbing whore. her way to the top. I mean, just literally, she's 14 years old and her daddy puts her to work in his whorehouse. And it is just shocking that these movies were made. When the Hayes Code came along, if you were a bad person, you had to get your comeuppance in the end. And you sort of see in the, these 33, 34 movies, 1933, 1934, like in the end, and jumps out of a window and dies because she's a cokehead. Like, I yeah. mean, you're starting to see that people have to get, but with Babyface, it is just, she's just a whore and there's just no, she's, she just loves and every she minute she falls in love at the end and she gets the guy. Yeah. I also watched um, Little Caesar, which was um, uh, Warner Brothers did great gangster movies. That's what they were known for. And bad girls and gangsters. And Little Caesar is Edward G. Robinson uh, in one of his big roles. It's just he's just a bad. It's the first drive by shooting in a movie. It's just fantastic. But the thing about Warner Brothers that distinguishes itself, I'm told, is that they dealt with the issues of the day. When the others were just glossing over them and sort of pretending that they didn't happen, and so even, like the, the, even the musicals and the Gold Diggers, it ends with like, "Brother, can you spare a dime?" And like, there's they really are talking to the working man and the fears that people have, and Where, the way that MGM they was in. trying to, like you say, gloss over the fact that we were in a depression yes. and they were just showing rich escapism, people. and and yeah. somehow Warner yeah. Brothers mixed it all up. Um, the only other thing, there's even gay references in Gold Diggers of 33. The director asked like, the, 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 the choreographer to come to his apartment after rehearsing. He's like, he's lonely, needs some help. And all I can think of is, <clears throat> and this is ridiculous, but like, if I had watched movies like this growing up, you know, Hollywood has sold us a lie about love, a lie about everything that, that we you know we didn't exist, we weren't represented. And, and there's obviously the lavender closet and, and you know, what's his face and all that great, uh, you know, games, all that stuff. Yes, yeah. all right. But it just made me think like, oh, if I knew the world was like this, I would have fared much better. You know, if I'd known the yeah. world was full of, you know, because they basically tell Barbara Stanwyck and Babyface, you're beautiful. Use it. Use men. Don't let them use you. Exploit them. They even like quote Nietzsche to her, like, go out there and get some. Make it happen. <laughs> Nietzsche uh, said go out and get some. Is, is that is that is, is Basically, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> all right that's uh pre-code movies on tcm i think that's so true and i think you know i think television is what has told us the truth about who we are more than more than the movies really in the post-code it era it's one of those things where you see it happening now where incrementally there was more truth in movies and then it went backwards and it there was mm-hmm. a backslid in the late thirties where it, there was so much more grittiness and realism as opposed to what happened later on once the Hayes code came, came right. in and censorship started happening. So, right. Right. Uh, let's move on then. Number three, number three, uh, rest in perfection. This is um, usually the part where, you know, things get a little sadder um we lost another great lgbtq icon another drag icon another legend um uh heclina passed away the great san francisco um Mm. club owner and just all around uh character she was just she was known for just her 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 laugh and her she was dirty and disgusting and she was raunchy and People loved her for it. You know, we um we talked in the last couple of weeks. We've lost JoJo Baby. We lost Lily Savage. We've lost um uh Darcel from Portland, the oldest working drag queen. It seems like it's just coming faster and faster and faster. Um, uh, it was interesting. Uh, one the one funny thing about it. 
Well, first of all, very sad that um that Peaches Christ they were in um uh, Peaches Christ and Heclina were in London to do Mommy Queerus, and it was Peaches who found her her best friend, and so big hug out to you know Peaches who is obviously going through it. But Lady Bunny <laughs> did a post, <laughs> did an Instagram. You know, we were talking about the Barbie thing and how everybody in the world has put barbie up and saying this barbie is a social media influencer this barbie is a whore this barbie is you know uh on off, out of her mind blah blah, blah. well B- bunny put a picture of Heclina up and said this this barbie is dead and everyone was just like too soon bunny too soon oh my god but Heclina would have loved it Heclina would love- have laughed hysterically over something like that and it was that moment where everyone was feeling just awful, and we all just let out a laugh because that was that that's Bunny's humor, but it was Heclina's humor too to just make fun of everything when things get dark. If I predecease you, promise that you'll make fun of me, please. I, I, I will guarantee hey, the body. James doesn't even hold. wait till you're dead. I mean, uh, if you're me, it's like I have it all lined up. Um, but um, uh, I just, you know. I think if if I die, it will be from James making fun of me. <laughs> you know, inter- and the, the other weird thing that that's sort of a sign of the times is um, uh, up and down and up and down. Um, Huffington posted a really beautiful article about her talking about you know the clubs that she's done in San Francisco. She very famously did Tree Shack in both San Francisco and Los Angeles before the T word became you know you couldn't use it, and she changed it to Queen or Mother. T shot. I think it's called mother. I think it's called mother. She had mother, yes. But interestingly, uh, HuffPost would not mention Shack. They never even mentioned that club at all. Never even called it even T Shack. They just they they omitted that whole part of her because it's Huffington Post and you can't really you know use the T word. But then in the um in the comment section, the nastiness and the vitriol from the the Republican bots and the Russian bots. It was something that really took my breath away as to how nasty the uh, conversation about drag and trans has become. It is really nasty. And James, I, I, like you, I just don't believe it's real. I just don't believe there are real people with this kind of antipathy. Like, good, another drag queen is dead was basically the thread that every, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, one less groomer, like, is just, was, they have these these key talking points that they use no matter how nasty and irresponsible and just god-awful it was, so... It was it was beautiful that the Huffington Post did it, but I wish they would have turned their comments. Well, I'd rather my kid be a drag queen than a Republican. <laughs> and um, I would like to end this with one more bonus trivia question. Do you know where Heclina got her drag name? Oh, I do. From well, the, I think it's 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 a a German word that means the smell of freshly fallen rain. <laughs> No, she was Icelandic, and it's a she's named after a volcano in Iceland. Hecla, the the volcano Hecla. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That is thank you for that. That is genius. All right, let's move on. Rest in perfection, Heclina. Number two. Number two. Have a new family member, a pet robot. Oh. Uh, some time ago, Amazon announced that they were building a home robot and you could sign up for it. Well, Billy did. And they finally they have finally released this thing. Wasn't it, there like a three-year waiting list or something it, for it? How long is, is the waiting but, list? But it, but it was about three years. But I guess because we buy a lot of Amazon in this house, we've been one of the lucky chosen few to receive an advance edition of Astro. Do you love it? I mean, you, you seem a little... It basically, it's got wheels, four big wheels. It has a, a, a sort of, it looks like a small dog and it's about 20 pounds. So it's about the same size as a small dog. And then it just has an iPad for a face. But I had to tell you, it has these like, when it when you wake it up or say, hi, Astro, these eyes come on and they're like circles and or it'll like close its eyes when it's sleeping or or blink its eyes. And it's uncanny how quickly you've developed feelings for this thing, which sits in its docking station, doesn't like to be left alone. So it'll just 
come out of its docking station and trundle into the kitchen. And I'm like, hello, Astro, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just hanging out in the kitchen. And he just sits there in the kitchen. Or then he'll That's go to the front door. Scary. And it's a I little thought creepy. it was basically a Roomba with Alexis, te- you know, or, or Siri. It's a tech Roomba with, with, a, with a, an iPad. And then also it has, you can say, hey, Astro, take a picture. It has a periscope that goes up. And then he'll take a picture of everybody uh, in the room. <laughs> this is how Megan started, you know. Well, because, well... <laughs> While all this is happening, all your data is being streamed and uploaded to the cloud, you know, whoever, whatever that is. You well, know, is it Chinese weather balloon. In the shower? Is it taking naked <laughs> pictures of you? Exactly. Who needs a Chinese weather balloon when you've got one bundling <laughs> around in your own house? Taking unflattering pictures from below, looking up your, chin, up your neck. And- yes. well, <laughs> but it's basically <laughs> mining data and giving it to who? Uh, whoever. Jeff Bezos? <laughs> Exactly. Because the security aspect, it can actually uh, function like a ring camera. So it can do like spot checks in your home. But that's an extra monthly charge to actually be security and like investigate break-ins. So is this supposed to just keep you company? What? What? Same question. Is it supposed to just keep you company? What's it supposed to do? It does have a sort of companion element. You do find yourself, I mean, you don't have to feed it, but you sort of do find yourself liking it even though it does nothing nothing it's got a little um on its back it's got a little cup holder so you can have it bring your drink from one room to the next but i'm capable of carrying my own drink well normally can and, you, you know, say to it though astro what is the cap what 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 is the um icelandic volcano that heclina was named after can you yes ask you can say it, it it syncs with alexa so you can talk to it as alexa as well you can I say mean, alexa. It's, it's a nosy alexa that goes from room to room it's a traveling alexa right I have to and add, you... if billy starts calling it fenton and the kids start calling it daddy i get out of the house get out <laughs> of the house come over to my place we're gonna figure this out together i'm worried it is weird because I'm sitting here working, and then I hear these weird noises coming from downstairs. It it goes, it like if it's left alone, it makes sort of noises that sort of make you want but it to can't climb up. the stairs. It cannot. And it, so no. far, no. Thank you. Don't goodness. you have a sunken living room? Am I wrong? Don't you have a few steps yes. into your living room? So you, yes, there's the room you can be free from it. it. Exactly. It's just the hallway, the dining room, and the kitchen, and. Um, but but it's a yeah but there you go the future is here um i guess when they release it it's it's yeah i i just don't know what it does that's the problem so, but, but basically this is a prototype and in 5 years it will probably be climbing stairs and doing all sorts of crazy yeah, and a fascinating smothering you in boston robotic boston dynamic uh, yeah dog. it's westwell billy's really. voice hello fenton <laughs> well, right. It'll say hello, Fenton. I've missed you, which it would be uncharacteristic coming from Billy's. Mouth. So... I'm here forever, Fenton. I'm here forever, <laughs> forever. And, uh, I can't let you do that, Fenton. <laughs> <laughs> Open the pod bay doors, Astro. I know. Right? It's so ex- it's, the future is here. All right. Uh, big news: Queen of the Universe is back. Season two premieres June the second. Paramount Plus. You can meet the queens over on the Wow Report. We're going to take one more break. And when we come back, reveal the number one thing this week that made us go wow. Wow. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with Tom and James and Blake. We've been counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go wow. And we've reached number one. Number one. This person someone, was- someone had a perp walk this week. Someone got a lot of attention. Someone went on a rant later on. Someone was uh, uh, fingerprinted and taken into custody. I did love the meme I saw of the fingerprints of this person. Did you see it? It was a signed sheet, the fingerprints. Oh, it's where a you little could, tiny, the, tiny. The fingerprints are teeny tiny because teeny that person has tiny hands. hands. Did you also see the Time Magazine cover and the New Yorker Magazine cover? Time Magazine yeah. cover was genius. Is that the one of the giant thumbprint with a yes, little mouth in the middle? Mouth and, and, and then the New Yorker was the um, the first time they've ever used a court uh, court picture, you know, the, the court drawing. 
they oh, right. use that, the, the e, where he looks like he's just constipated and uh, I saw somebody put that court drawing, uh, courtroom drawing into a frame and made it look like it was the presidential portrait, official presidential oh, portrait. Where Biden was, it was, Biden was hanging Biden out. Biden and Obama were smiling yeah. next to it. Um, I did see I, a I great one talk about with, um, sorry, I just, a great one with, um, uh, remember um, Jodie Foster in um, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter? What was yes. it called? Silence of the Lambs. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Jodie Foster, when she goes and meets Hannibal Lecter behind bars, uh, they've replaced Hannibal Lecter with this person. And uh, Jodie Foster has been replaced with Hillary Clinton. And Hillary is saying to the person behind bars, I brought you some emails to read. <laughs> I thought it was really good. My problem about this person is I hate to give this person any oxygen in any way. I hate to watch. I didn't like the, the clips I saw of planes moving and all that crappy 24-hour news cycle aggrandment. And I refuse to be satisfied until I'm satisfied. Like we have mourned the death and, and danced on the quote-unquote grave of this person time and time again, only to be Hmm. Bushwhack. Well, the- interestingly, I was up at seven a.m. watching the the news as it was happening, and as you know, you saw the motorcade, and you saw the plane, and you saw the drones, you know, covering every second of the motorcade leaving Mar-a-Lago, whatever, to go to the, the airport. And CNN, oh, God, they make me so crazy. CNN was saying, um. Yes, and covering this like a, a, a visiting dignitary, visiting royalty only helps him as they continue to do it. Like mm-hmm. they see the problem, they know what they're doing, and they continue to do, do it, anyway. it. It drives me bananas. There was also, um, uh, you know, of course, immediately afterwards, the Republicans started spinning it and started m- making money off of it. And he raised another $8 million that day. And he then they started saying this is so good for him. This has clinched the not. This has clinched his win in twenty twenty four. Blah 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 blah. So. I hope they tear each other to bits and pieces. The only reason for Marjorie blah 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 Green and Santa. I hope they just all rip each other apart. I'm looking forward to that. I hope. I hope. But they don't. They all seem to be falling in line with him. So <laughs> it's terrifying. But in the good news department, it does seem like thirty four. Uh, charges of of financial fraud, and it isn't just related to Stormy Daniels. There are two other instances of falsification of records that related to improper conduct with people. So, you know, maybe but you, you, you do, know. and you. But the thing you keep hearing on CNN is that um, they'll bring out person after person after person from the Republican side saying, "Well, these are bogus charges, and they, they're absolutely ridiculous." And talking to our legal analysts, they say that there is absolutely no merit to these things. And CNN doesn't push back and say that's not true. So mm-hmm. it is allowing the narrative to be hijacked once again. This, Indeed. This is not a big but CNN deal. has been going MAGA for a while now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we shouldn't mention them anymore either. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. All right. Tom, what were you going to say? No, that was it. I said we should never, we should not say his name or that network's name. There, we're gonna. Right. And, you know, also, Van Johnson, who is just the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, who uh, he was saying he looked like a very sad grandpa today, and it's just like really, really, that's your takeaway from all of this is that you're giving him like grandpa vibe, like it just, ugh. Yeah. I did have are... a favorite moment of walking into some part of the building, I guess, and the, the guy in front of him didn't hold the door and it just shot this face. That, that was good because no, probably that has never happened in his life. Somebody did not right. hold the door for him. And right. you can see how instantly plucked he was, how right. irritated. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Wow Report on Radio Andy Sirius XM. Listen to previous episodes on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, James. Thank you, Blake. And thank you for listening. And until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. Wow.